All right, if I could have everybody please find your seats, your new seats. Well, welcome to Home Church. Before we get started into our service today, we do have a few announcements. The lost and found is full, so if you lose something, I don't even know where it goes. So we would like your help in emptying it. Please go visit the welcome counter and see if you own anything that is in there before it gets emptied so we can apparently start this process again. Speaking of things that are full, the Christmas card box is also full. So please make sure that you do not have any late additions into there. We'd like you to go check out that box, empty it out. Um, this is the last Sunday to get your cards. Jan I almost said January. I don't know how long I'm going to say 2023. February 4th is our Just Older Youth Potluck. So it is after second service. If you would like to attend that, please bring a dish to share. And Men's Breakfast, let me hear it for Men's Breakfast. That's right, Men's Breakfast is now meeting at the church because we got too big for the Black Bear Diner. So if you would like to participate in Men's Breakfast, it will be January 27th at 8 a.m. Breakfast will be served in the gym and we will be collecting a love offering to help uh, support that because we are going to obviously be providing our own food now. Uh, and so we need to help gathering in that. Life group signups for leaders and homeowners are at the welcome counter. Sign up for those today if you would like to lead or host because we will be starting life groups the week of February 5th. Okay. Thank you. If you are unfamiliar with life groups, this is a great opportunity to get connected, to learn more about Christ, and to have his walk with you in your more daily life. If you are familiar with them, please tell somebody about them who is unfamiliar, and let's get all of these things just filled to capacity. Uh, at this point, we are going to show a quick video for you, so please enjoy this video. What's going on, Home Church? It's Dave from Sawak Province. Cannot wait to come and, and, and see the awesomeness that is Home Church. That's right. Sawak Province coming to your church April 19th, right there in Sparks. We cannot wait for it. Go to SawakProvince.com to get your tickets for the Songs and Stories Tour. It's been one of my favorite tours we've ever done. I get to share stories and enjoy. My buddies Dan and Cal get to blow your mind with musical prowess. It's awesome. Uh, again, go to SawakProvince.com. Get those tickets today. We can't wait to see you right there at your home church. Sidewalk Profits will be here on April 19th, <clears throat> so please save the date. Tickets will be available for that soon, so keep that in your mind uh, as we get closer to that. And at this point, we're going to bring up Mr. Ron Sherwood. Put your hands together <laughs> for the man who sings, secures us, works on our board, um, runs our men's breakfast. There's other things. All right, uh, Pastor Garcia, front and center, please. As many of you should know, 
Thursday was pastor's birthday. We want to honor him for that. And uh, it's my privilege to be able to make the presentation. We want to give you a card and a gift from the church family. And I'd like all of you to join me in singing happy birthday. your hands together one more time as Ron takes his seat. Ron, we sure do appreciate you and everything else that you do here. Um, I did hear bowling yelled out as I said that you do other things. And obviously one more round of applause for our own pastor, Pastor Carlos. We appreciate him uh, throughout the year, but it's nice to have a moment of birth to just honor him and remind him that we all love him. We're going to be going into our time of offering, and so I would like everybody to take out your cell phones with me. This isn't even like a drill. Just pull them out. <laughs> yeah. You're not in trouble. I have mine out as well. And then I want everybody to make sure that it is switched to a silent mode. If you have an iPhone, there's a little toggle switch. If you have an Android, I don't remember how it works. Probably just hit the little buttons down. We just want to make sure everybody is silenced on their cell phones. Let the world wait for an hour, and let's just be ready to hear from God as uh, we get ready to encounter him in our service. <coughs> We're going to move into our time of giving of tithes and offerings, and we are so, so thankful for everybody who continues to give faithfully. We have such a generous church, and it allows us to do things uh, inside these walls. It allows us to do things outside of these walls that we would be completely unable to without financial support. We do give three ways you can give. You can do it in person. We have a box at the back and front of the sanctuary. You can do it online through our website, or you can always mail in um, and check which uh, offering you would like that to go to. At this point, I'd love you all to stand with me again. <coughs> As we enter into a time again of prayer, as we just ready our hearts for this service, as we ready our hearts for what God will be doing with us today. God, we are so, so thankful that we have this opportunity today, that we can come together and gather as one church family, that we can see each other all as I, as I walk through these and I know that we have people here who have the same worldview, who have the same faithfulness and who see things in a way similar to me because we put you at the forefront of our lives. At the start of all creation, there was you. And we just thank you for this time to join together. We ask that as we take these moments coming up to sing to you, that it would stir our hearts to be inclined more to you. That as we take time to deliver our hard-earned money to you, that it would be a moment of turning to your beautiful face and away from ourselves. We thank you for every blessing we have and for every blessing that is coming. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning, church.
This morning we're going to be singing a cappella. You did such a great job last week, we're going to do it all over again. <laughs> we will be singing verses first and then the chorus. So please join us. The words will be on the screen. And it's a joyful time. So let's sing it with joy and sing it to the Lord. Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Acts 9.3. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus, my Savior, I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend, he met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy and telling, he made all the darkness depart. Born of the Spirit with light from above, into God's family. In him we have the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace, Ephesians 1.7. 
Father, I want those you have given me to see my glory. John 17, 24.
give the Lord praise this morning. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me, church. Heavenly Father, what a day, what a glorious day that will be to see your face, Father. We, we can't wait for that day, but Father, there are people we know who aren't ready for that day. There are people we're praying for today. There are people here this morning who aren't ready for that day. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name, nothing in our life would restrict us from seeing you on that day, going through the gates that day. So Father, I pray this morning you would encourage every heart that you would speak through me as I preach your word, the word uncut. Can someone say amen? amen. The gospel, the gospel of truth. The gospel that heals, the gospel that restores, the gospel that cuts like a knife right through the heart, I pray in Jesus' name. So, Father, I pray your mercy and grace over this service. Speak before me. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's sing out that chorus one more time. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. I want you to close your eyes with me right now in this moment, and I want you to ima just imagine right now. There's a song I can only imagine, but I want you to imagine right now you holding your loved one's hands and you walking through the gates together. Right now. The gates are there. There's Jesus. There is the disciples. There are people who you know, and you're walking through the gates together. What a beautiful picture that is, amen. amen? Now I want you to imagine, now you're walking with your church family, the people you've been bumping shoulders with, the people that's been getting on your nerves, <laughs> the people that you've been forgiving and you've been loving and praying for, the people that you've been turning the other cheek for, the people that you love, you're walking through the gates. Can someone say amen? Amen. amen. Let's give God praise one more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Thank you, church. Thank you, choir. We so appreciate you. I don't know about you, but our choir rocks. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Nancy. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Welcome to Home Church of the Nazarene. Can someone say amen? amen. We are so blessed to have you. How, how is everybody this week? Huh? It's, it's, so, it's so good to see beautiful uh, new faces. And it's so good to see familiar faces. And um, there is a face here this morning that's with us. And I don't want to put her on the spot, but she's here. She was invited uh, by no other than Maybell Howard. Maybell Howard, let me, let me just tell you something. And I know Maybell's listening to me right now. Or she'll, in a few hours she will be. She listens to the podcast. Maybell Howard, I believe, is 90, 94 years old. 94 years old, and Maybell Howard writes to the church every now and then. She sends us letters of, of encouragement. And Maybell Howard, I'm telling you what, this woman, she's a prayer warrior. She's a woman of God. And she's still being used by God. For anyone to say, I'm too young, 
or too old to do anything for God, that's a lie from the pit of hell because Maybelle Howard not only does not live here, she lives in a different state and she's evangelizing and bringing people to church. Can someone say amen? Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I want to start with the video this morning so if we can get the lights. I hope this video, when I saw this video, it, it, it spoke to me and I, I said, man, I got to I got to use this before I preach, and so I, I let's go and get the lights and the video. He carries up my fences, my trucks. Wild thing. He's a 1,000 kilo bison, and he likes nothing more than wandering around the house. Well, wild thing is a huge animal, but for me, he's still my little baby. <laughs> he, you know, even though he's, I know how big he is, but he's my baby. <laughs> Don't come in. Oh, goodness! Ronnie and Sharon Bridges have shared their Texas home with Wild Thing for 13 years. Approximately six foot two tall. He weighs around 2,500 pounds, and his head weighs around 400. He's about 500 pounds bigger than any bison I've ever seen. And everybody that has bison come over to see Wild Thing, they can't believe how big he is. Anyways, RC's kind of like me. He likes to be different. So we brought him in the house, and ever since then, we just opened up the door, and he's in. If he's in another room, I don't even worry about him. He's better behaved than my grandkids are. I need a wider door. <laughs> he's definitely our biggest kid. He's not our oldest by any means, but he's very much a part of the family. If you had a normal buffalo in the house, you probably wouldn't even have a house left. Although Wild Thing is well behaved inside, when he gets back into the garden, nature takes its course. He's going to uh, fertilize the lawn, RC. Yeah. He does that. I clean up a lot of buffalo poop every day. He carries up my fences, my trucks. Wild thing is still a very wild animal. His kick can kill you. His horns could kill you. He don't bite, but you know, he could stomple you. Um, he could horn you to death. So I do have to totally respect him. Bison's disposition usually isn't real good. <laughs> they have a high temper, and uh, they like to knock stuff around. There aren't many people like me that work with a bison, but they're putting their life in a lot of risk doing it. He holds his uh, temper back most of the time. He's, but he's still, even for me, a dangerous animal to be around. Especially when he's asked him to come in, we'll move the furniture around and let him <laughs> in. We enjoy him coming to the dining table to eat with us. And I think he enjoys it more than eating in the barn. He's definitely part of the family. He's uh, our baby, and uh, we just think he's beautiful. I like this couple. I think they're pretty cool, you know. Uh, but what was his name? What was the animal's name? Wild Thing? I thought about Wild Thing, 
And I, I said, you know, when he was little, when I saw he was cute. But I'm sorry, I don't care how much you love animals. When he was at the dinner table, he was not cute. Like, that is not cute. You know, a big old bison walking up in my house and eating. You know, I'm sorry, but that's not cute. And I thought about this. I said, you know, there are things in our life, you know, like when little Johnny is two years old and you tell him to do something and he says, no. And you, you say, oh, he's so cute. Look, you know, and, and uh, he's, you know, he's very stubborn. And then, you know, he's five years old and he throws a tantrum tantrum. You're like, oh, he's so cute. But as Johnny grows up, there are things, there are little wild things in Johnny's life that aren't cute anymore. And there are things in our life when we, we think are cute, but now it's become a wild thing and it's in our heart. And what we think is cute is busting doors down and, 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 and we think it's manageable, it's, t- it's tame, it's, but like she said, it can kill you. It can, I don't know how she said it, it can buck you. It can uh, trample you, stomple you. It can horn you. So I pray this morning the wild things that are in our heart, God reveals. Amen? Amen? The things that we deem as cute, everybody else is looking around going, that's not cute anymore. That's a wild thing. Can somebody say amen? amen? Who's ready for the word this morning? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 13, verse 6. Let's turn there with me. Luke chapter 13, verse 6. If you're new to church, if you don't know your Bible, raise your hand. No, don't raise your hand. Um, I want to explain to you real quick. This is a story. Jesus is sharing a little story right here. He's giving a parable. And there's three different people in this story. Three. How many? Three. Three. Let's, let's look at this story right here. He also spoke. Who spoke? Jesus, that's right. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found how much? He found none. Can you imagine being an owner of a, of a vineyard? You're an owner. You're an owner of a business, and or you're, you're empl- maybe you're an employer, or you, you, you help, you, you're a manager. You come, and you're seeking fruit. You're seeking something that needed to be done. It needs to be done, and you come, and there's nothing done. That's what's happening right here. I'm trying to explain to the young ones. This is what's going on. Verse 7, then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, so the owner's there, and now he's talking to the, he's talking to the supervisor now. He says, he, he says to, the, to, the, to the keeper of the vineyard, look, for three years, how many years? Three. three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find, and I find, I can hear you guys right here, but I don't hear, I don't hear the rebellious ones that didn't listen to Matt in the, in the beginning of the service. And I find, yeah. that's right, and I was just playing with that. They're not rebellious. He says, I find that, cut it. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? What did he say? Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? Verse 8, but he answered and said to him. Now, this is, this is the, the supervisor now. He's talking to the owner. He said right here, sir, sir. Someone say, sir. 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 Let it alone. Let, let it alone this year. Also, until, notice, until. He says, I dig around it, and I dung it. 
which is fertilized, and it bears fruit. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. How many of you know what dung is? If you're young in this place, for the young ones, I asked my daughter the other day, you know what dung is? She goes, no. It goes with the word bull dung, chicken dung, bison dung. This is in the Bible. I'm preaching the Bible, right? There's, if you've got, you got a certain translation, you, it says manure. Uh, one translation says fertilizer. My translation says dung. This is the New King James Version. For three years, it has not produced. It's been in the same rut for three stinking dung years. Can you imagine this owner? Oh. The owner planted the tree to, to do what? To produce what? To produce fruit. To produce greatness. To produce whatever he wanted it to. And it wasn't producing nothing. The tree doesn't choose the soil. We don't choose the pain or the problems, the difficulties, the challenges that God plants you in, but if he planted you in that soil, it's only because he knows that's what it's going to take, that's what it's going to require. Not an easy life, beautiful sands, but he knows what it's going to require for greatness to come up out of you. And the soil is not the problem because all the other trees were fruitful. Can someone say amen? amen. All the other trees around it were fruitful. The problem wasn't the soil. The problem was the tree's response to the soil. Because all the other trees had fruit. Except, except that one. Nothing in our life should stop us. Can someone say Amen for growing in God. The owner of the story, does anyone know who the owner is? Thank you. God is the owner in the story. God is the owner in the story. Who's the owner? God. God. And notice the owner comes back and he checks on it. He checks on it and he, he allows it to, he, he leaves and then he comes back and, he, and, and in the story he comes back annually. Like maybe the first of the year. He comes back January. He comes back and he checks on the tree. And when he comes back, he, he's not expecting whining. He's not expecting complaining. Can somebody say amen, teenager? Amen. No, I said teenager. Okay, I got one little amen. Okay. He's not expecting complaining, whining, griping. Wait, not even to the teenagers. How about even to the mature ones? Amen. Oh, oh, thank you, sister, for your arousing affirmation. Thank you. <laughs> he, he's not expecting a withered up tree that's barely hanging on with no fruit. That's alive. The roots are alive, but the tree is not bearing no fruit. He's not expecting that. He's expecting something that has fruit. He's expecting you to blossom because he's planted you to prosper where he has planted you. 
The thing about the story that got my attention, it's been three long years. God keeps coming back, and we still have an unfaithful life. We still have an uh, unfruitful ministry. We still have an unfruitful uh, finances, whatever, our, our job, whatever is still unfruitful. Maybe it's our family tree. It's still unfruitful. And the devil wants you to think that that's the way it's going to be. But I'm here to tell you that's a lie from the pit of hell. The others are going through the same thing. The other trees are going through the same thing. And it actually helped them to be more fruitful in their relationship. To be more fruitful. To bear fruit. They went through the same rejection. They went through the same divorce. They went through the same problem. Preteens, teenagers, they went through the same homework. With the same discipline. The same heartache. And it did not wither their tree. It actually helped their tree become more fruitful and long-suffering. The fruits of the Spirit, peace, joy, love, kindness, goodness, gentleness. It had to come up in that kind of soil in order for it to grow. I, I felt led to say this, teenager, maybe God doesn't need you to be with a lot of friends right now. Maybe he says, you don't need any friends right now. You just need me. I'm going to say that again, teenager. Maybe God is saying, you don't need a lot of friends right now. You just need me. And, and you just need me because I, I got something, I'm preparing something for you. Greatness is coming your way. You don't need all that. You know, when I look at a beautiful tree, as silly and corny as it sounds, when I go to Tahoe or when I step outside this church and I see that beautiful big tree, I think this tree has a story. Every tall, strong, beautiful tree had to start low. At some point in life, had to start low, and it went through the weather. It went through the storm. I look at the trees at Tahoe, though, beautiful, beautiful trees. I look at these trees, I'm going, my gosh. At some time, they had to start really low, but it went through every storm, every season, every snow season, the heat, the drought. It went through it all to become what it is, the good, the bad. This is what I want to say. I thank God for his grace that he's given us another year. Because for some of us, it's been years, and we're saying, I, I just want to quit. Who's ever felt like quitting? Be honest. I'm just going to try something else. I'm in the same place today that I was yesterday. I'm in the same place today that I was last year and the year before and the year before that. I'm in the same place. I might as well quit. I'm going to settle. I'm going to, I'm going to settle down. I'm going to wither and die. But right before that happens, right before we get cut down and thrown into the fire, someone else steps in. And this is the, this is the, 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 the employee of the vineyard, and his name is Jesus. He steps in, and he's the one who puts himself between an angry God and a fruitless tree. You hear that? He's the one. Jesus is the one who steps in. He steps in. He, he looks at the owner, and he says, sir, sir, hold on. I know you're angry with this tree. I know the tree is not producing, and I know it's been three long years. It's still doing the same old thing. It's not learning, and it's, it's going in circles. I know, but give me one more year. I, matter of fact, I'll take the tree's place. Matter of fact, I'll hang on a tree. 
and I'll die and I'll take the blame and I'll, the, the sin, the years of sin that was given, I, I will take that and I will, I will carry that. Just give me one, give me one more year for this tree. Give me one more. And this is why Jesus becomes our advocate. Becomes our advocate. Tell your neighbor one more year. Oh, come on, husband, step up. Tell your wife one more year. That's right, thank you, sir. One more year. Dear Heavenly Father, But then he said, there'll be two things that's going to happen. He says, you're going to have to let me dig you, and you're going to have to let me dung you. You're going to have to let me dig you, and you're going to have to let me fertilize you. I'm going to dig you. What does it mean to dig? He says, I'm going to tear up the environment all around you. I'm going to tear up the environment to dig something. He says, I got to dig you. You haven't been producing no fruit. I got to dig you. What's it mean to dig? I, he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear some things up around you because your soil has become hardened. I can't get the spiritual nutrients down into the roots anymore in order for you to grow properly. So I got to dig you. And I don't know about you, but I hate being dug. You got to dig me? Yeah, I got to dig you. What's digging? That's making room for growth. To be dug around and making room for growth. George Shotgun Shuba played seven seasons with the Dodgers. He was the first pitch hitter to hit a home run in the World Series. That didn't catch my attention, but what caught my attention was this. And one of the announcers said these words, his swing is as natural as a smile. And after the game, everyone was using that quote, and they asked him about it, and he said, is that what they called it? He said, no. Every day I practice with a weighted bat. It weighs 44 ounces, and I swing that thing 600 times a day. It's around 4,200 times a week. And what you think is natural came with discipline. What you think is natural, it came with hard work. And that's how I feel with people when I look at my pastor, Pastor Steve, and people in my life that I see that are fruitful. There was a time in my life I said, well, that, that's, that's just because they, they're just, it's natural to them. They're just gifted. No. It's called picking up God's word every day. Getting on your hands and knees and praying every day. It's called waking up and saying, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord even if we don't feel like it. It means we're going to get up and we're going to go to church. And then, and then I will know and I will see how natural it is to experience God's blessing in my life. Can someone say amen? amen. And even when the storms come and the trials are there, I can stand the storm. I will make it through. Amen. He says, I'm going to dig you, and then he says, I'm going to fertilize you. I mean, oh, God can use horrible things to bring miracle growth. 
the things that are obnoxious in our life, the things that irritate us, God can take and throw on a fruitless tree to make it come alive. Because without fertilizer, the tree dies. But fertilizer is not pleasant. Fertilizer stinks. You ever drive by a farm? It, it has a, you know, it, it stinks. Fertilizer. And there are things in life that will stink. Relationships at times will stink. Your marriage at times will stink. Wives don't say amen. Uh, your job will stink at times. Your education will stink at times. Your finances will stink at times. But God says, I can take all that stuff that stinks and I can utilize it as long as you allow me to. I can use, I can use that. As long as you stay planted and rooted, you stay right here. God says, I'm not going to waste that. I can take it and use it as fertilizer. I don't know why I sense there's somebody here. I pray to God, no, but I kind of sense somebody here that said, you know, I came to hear a positive message. No, I'm here to tell you, God says, I'm going to dig you and dung you. <laughs> and you know what? This is positive because the last option, he says, not only be cut down, but put into the fire. I thank God he's given us another year. Yeah. Another year. Amen. There are people who I don't want that last option. I want you to imagine now. Imagine with me. If this was your last year. This is the last year God has given you to enjoy the soil you were in. To give God praise in the good and the bad. To honor him and to, to, to be faithful to him. No matter how life, what life has thrown at you. To continue to be faithful. To say, okay, Lord, go ahead. Or when he comes back, is he going to find discouragement still? And, 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 and uh, a spirit of uh, uh, defeat? And complaining, when God comes back next year, what is he going to find in your life? Is it going to be different than now, or is it going to be the same old thing? And what's scary is, you know, you reap what you sow. And people who are like this, that's what they sowed, and so that's what they'll reap. But I'm encouraged because there are people like the Apostle Paul who went through some pretty crazy things, and yet he says it was for a reason. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8. Pay attention right here. Kids, listen to me. Kids, say amen. amen. Don't lose me, kids. Listen to me right here. The Apostle Paul. Who am I talking about? The Apostle who? Paul. The Apostle Paul right here. Philippians 3, 8. It says, yea, doubtless, I count all things. How much? All, all things, but loss. 
for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss for all things, I do count them but dumb, that I may win Christ. Can someone say amen? He's talking about everything he's been through. Everything. And the Apostle Paul, I wrote, I wrote down some stuff. He has, he has lost. He has been beaten with rods. He has been snake bitten. He was left for dead. He's been stoned. He's been falsely imprisoned. He's been lied on. He's been run out of town. He's been tortured. And he says, I count that all as fertilizer. It was all fertilizer. It was all dung. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been able to write half of the New Testament. I had to go through that big old mess to bring you this message this morning. Can someone say amen? amen. God can take the things in our life and use them. Psalms 83 says that my enemies, who has enemies here this morning? You got people who are gossiping about you. People don't, you got people who do not want you to make it in life. There are people who who despise you because you're a believer in Christ. There are people at your job site that don't want to see you make it. They're like those little crabs, you know, you're that little crab, you're going up and they just want to pull you down. Nope, you ain't getting out of the bucket. You ever see that, little crabs? Yeah, there's people in life, they're spirits, they just want to bring you down. God says right here in Psalms 83, he will use them as fertilizer. To fertilize the ground. For you to be able to be what God wants you to be. To not treat them the same way, but to show them Christ. Amen? He said if you'll stay rooted, and you'll continue to submit to the digging and the fertilizing. Give me one more year. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Allow God to use those mistakes, those failures, those bad decisions, even the good decisions and when, when, when you're making those good decisions and still everything seems not to be going right, he says, I can still use that. I will use that as fertilizer. <coughs> but you've got to continue to be faithful. You've got to continue to be, to, to be grounded. You've got to allow me to dig around and to fertilize. And you watch. All of a sudden, your faith will begin to grow. All of a sudden, your, your life will begin to change. Your Home life will be different. You'll walk into your house and the presence of God is there. That was a beautiful thing when I went to go visit Pastor Barb. By the way, Pastor Barb is with us this morning. Amen. Yes. Yes, amen. And it was an amazing thing. I walked into her house and I just felt the presence of the Lord. I felt it. That woman prays. It was so quiet and peaceful. And I was thinking, man, Barb, do you want to have my, I want to take, want to watch the kids for a day, you know, <laughs> this is nice. But it wasn't because there was no kids at the house, it was because God's presence was there. You know, and it's a beautiful thing. But you could have ten kids running around your house going crazy and the presence of God could still be there. I don't want anyone walking out of here going, oh man, we shouldn't have kids. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. God says, I'll bring fruit with, to a tree that has been withered. That's withered and dead. That's about to get cut down. Not only cut down, what's even worse, thrown into the fire. That's scary. To be cut down is one thing, but to be thrown in the fire? 
It's like this, get rid of it. I don't even want to see this thing anymore. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Can someone say amen? And by summer or spring, can you believe we're already almost in February? By summer or spring, or even if it takes a whole nother year, God's coming back, the owner of the vineyard. He's coming back, because he does. How many know, how many know God, is, God is alive and well? Amen. And he searches the earth, he searches, and his spirit is here, and he's coming, and he checks upon you, and he says, Was this the tree that was, we're about, I was about to, is this the one that was bearing no fruit, that was barely holding off? Not, be, and you know, not because maybe the tree's been hurt. Maybe the tree's been wounded. Maybe the tree hasn't, maybe the tree hasn't been in the place because of whatever reason, life, circumstances, but Jesus says, yeah. That's the tree, but it has fruit now. It allowed me to dig around it and to fertilize it. And I could just picture you and I right there standing next to Jesus. And Jesus with a big smile on his face. And us looking to Jesus and saying, thank you, Jesus. And Jesus said, no, he, you allowed me. You did it. And you said, no, Jesus, you did it. And he says, yeah, I know it was me. <laughs> I did it. I know. But you know what? You also made a decision to allow me to dig you, to fertilize you. Amen? May we grow. May our life have fruit. And I pray that over you this morning. May your life have fruit. The same, all the other trees went through the same thing. All the other trees went through the same exact, I heard somebody tell me a while back, the reason why I can't grow is because my, and I can't say, no, I can't, it's okay, it's because my pastor, over there, I can't, I can't do, I can't do, no, 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 all the other trees are growing, it has nothing to do with their pastor, it has everything to do with you and the response to the soil, you need to get your heart right, you need to get your heart right, you need to forgive and let go and allow God to dig deep, and you watch. Fruit will start coming up out of you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's close our eyes. Let's bow our heads this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word, for this message this morning. For the digging and the fertilizing that you bring to us, Father. Father, there are people here this morning who are in need of a miracle. There are preteens here this morning who are in need of a miracle. There are teenagers here who are in need of a miracle this morning. And Father, we need you to step in into our situation. The enemy does not want people to hear this message. I can sense it already. The enemy is not, ex and not happy at all. So, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that we would lay aside our pride. We would allow you right now to dig us.
like the song says, change my heart, oh God. Make it true. I want to be like you. Father, in Jesus' name, there are people here who are barely holding on. They barely made it here this morning. They feel like giving up. They feel like quitting, Lord. They feel like, what's the point? But Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would remind them, Lord, that the, the vine dresser is here. And he is here to take care. He is here to prune. He is here to love. He is here to take our place. You're here this morning saying, Pastor, I'm not right with the vine dresser. I've been ungrateful. I've been conceited. I've, my heart's been hardened. I, I need Jesus to forgive me of my sin. I've been unfruitful. Yeah, I got a job. Yeah, I'm making good money, but I've been unfruitful. Or maybe this morning, you're just not, you're not living for Christ. Most importantly, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We just sing a song, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I, when I, when I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his what? His grace. And when he takes me by the hand and he leads me to that promised land, what a beautiful day that's going to be. You're here this morning, you say, you know, if I was to walk up outside and something horrible was to happen, would I be able to sing that song? Would I be able to live that song? If you can't say that with 100% assurance, you need to give your life to Jesus this morning. You need to repent of your sin. You hear this morning you say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. And I don't care if you're 10 years old. If you're 10 years old, a 9, 8, 7 years old, I don't care how old you are. You want to receive Jesus this morning. What an honor and privilege it is for me to pray with you this morning. You raise your hand. You say, Pastor, I want to receive. Amen. God sees those hands. God sees that hand, young lady. God sees that hand. Yes. God sees his hands. God sees his hands. On his hearts. On his hearts. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, sir. God sees that hand. You put that hand down. Hallelujah, Jesus. I appreciate the honesty of, of, of the honest, the honesty. You know, that's all God's looking for is honest hearts. Amen. He's looking for an honest heart. He says, I can use an honest heart. I think of the story of the man when Jesus said, show me your hand. There was a man who had a withered hand. It was, it was all jacked up. It was all messed up. And Jesus says, show me your hand. You know, he could have showed him his good hand. He could have been embarrassed and said, I'm just going to show. He could have shown him a hand that was well manicured and looked nice. But no, he stretches out his hand that's withered and dying and it's ugly and it's embarrassing. And he stretched it out and Jesus says, you're healed. Jesus is looking for your honesty this morning. You raised your hand this morning. No one's looking around. No one, just you. You look at me. You raised your hand. Young lady right here. Yes, you look at, you come, come right here. I want you to stand right here with me. Come stand right here. And you, you, you raised your hand. I want you to come right here. We're going to pray right now. 
We're going to pray right now. No one else looking around. You raise your hand. Come on. Yes. Young teenager right here. You come right here. You meet me right here. We're going to stand right here. Just get one stand on the line. Just face me. Just face me right here. Can someone give God praise this morning? Amen. Can someone give God praise this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We worship you. And now I would like the church body to come behind these. If you feel led, I want you to, my staff, board members, I want you to come behind these. This morning is, is not just like any other morning. This morning, people are making decisions to make a difference, to say, you know what? I'm going to allow God to start cutting some things, to start cutting the ground up. This morning is crucial. I'm, I'm going to give us some time. If you're out there right now, you want to receive Jesus, I want you to come right now. Come and just stand in the front with me. Just stand in the front. Come right now and stand in the front. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. Don't wait another, don't waste another minute. I want to give Jesus my life. I want to give him my heart. I want to pray the sinner's prayer this morning. Hallelujah. 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 We serve a good God, amen? Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you're, if you're not praying the sinner's prayer and you just want to stand behind someone, I want you to do that right now. Stand behind somebody. If you're praying the sinner's prayer, if you're not praying the sinner's prayer, stand behind someone. Just lay your hands on someone. Amen. Let's bow your heads with me. Bow your heads. Now, I got a question for you. Do, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins? Do you believe he rose again? Yes. And do you believe he's coming back? Yes. Amen. That's first and foremost. Now we're going to pray. Say, Heavenly Father. I repent of my sin. Forgive me. I surrender my heart to you. Thank you for giving me another year. But this is the year of change. This is the year of breakthrough. This is the year of moving forward. Father, dig me and fertilize me. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to encourage you, uh, church, let's all stand to our feet. We're going to dismiss right now, but you can just, you can stay right here with me. Stay right here. If you're new to our church this morning and uh, you want to know more about our church, we have a welcome counter that's right here. We're going to be having something called, uh, starting up called Life Groups. Somebody say Life, life. Groups. These are little, these are Bible studies and they're, they're very, they're amazing. I so appreciate our leaders. It's a time where we only have, we take eight weeks as a church and we're unified and we come together and we just take eight weeks and we, we, we share Bible study and life together. Can someone say amen? amen? And the devil's trying to do everything he can to break this up, but by God's grace, it ain't going to happen. Amen? Amen. 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 And, uh, so I want to encourage you, if you're visiting, just know these life groups are not cliques. These life groups are open to everyone. Amen? amen? amen. And that's what, that's what we're doing. And, and the Lord put on my heart and dealt with me last, last season on some things in my life that he was, he, was, he was digging around me and doing things. And finally I said, Lord, okay, I give this to you. And I thank God for our church family who is, who is loving and patient and kind and shows the fruits of the Spirit. And so I want to encourage you, if you want to go to a Bible study, there'll be, a, there'll be one on Tuesday night, one I believe on Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, um, and then of course church on Sunday. I was going to say Sunday night, but that, no, it's just going down the line.
Amen. You be blessed this Sunday, amen? And I want to encourage you to remain faithful, even when you don't feel like it. Be a testimony. Be the example to your kids as a parent. When you don't feel like coming to church, show them, no, we are going to church no matter what. Because they're going to come a time in their life where they ain't going to feel like serving God, but they're going to say, I remember, even when my parents didn't feel like it, they did it because it was the right thing to do. Faithfulness is number one. And as we're doing that, God is continuing to dig. And I'm telling you what, fruit is going to be coming up out of you. Amazing fruit. Young ladies, fruit. Fruit. Young men, fruit. And I'm not talking about apples and oranges. I'm talking about God's blessing, God's destiny over your life. I'm talking about you becoming a leader, you becoming a preacher one day. Can someone say amen? amen. You becoming a, 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 an employer, a, 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 an employee that witnesses to everybody on the job site and brings people to church, and you're, a, you're a, an ambassador for God's kingdom. Amen. Blessed beyond measure. Amen? amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message this morning. We thank you for our church. We thank you for our family. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. Father, even through the crazy hard times that we had this last year, Lord, Father, I pray you would utilize it. And I pray, God, that we would allow you to utilize it, Father, that we may grow. And that none of us here should be condemned or feel embarrassed of our past, for we all have a past. And if it wasn't for your blood, None of us are good enough. (laughs) None of us this morning are good enough. But Father, it's only because of your blood that we are cleansed. And so Father, I pray that we would be reminded and know that we are children of God and we are adopted into your family. And I pray, God, that justification, regeneration, and adoption would be into this house, that your spirit would be here this morning, that we'd flow, that we would follow, God, your, your steps. Bless our family. Bless this church. All those watching online, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Be blessed, church. Thank you. Amen.